You're listening to audio from Kingsway Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit kingswaychurch.org. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to A Step Further. This is our weekly podcast from Kingsway Christian Church. My name is Matt Nickerson, and I'm the host, and I hope to take you a step further from what we talked about on Sunday. And uh, I got to just remind you that we're in the middle of this quarantine, which means I'm calling this in to my friend Derek from a cell phone, which makes the sound quality not as great as we would like. But until we get through this quarantine together, we're going to keep doing these. So Sunday, we talked about, kind of kicked off the series on freedom. And what does it mean to have freedom in Jesus Christ? When Jesus says in John 8, 36, if the Son has set you free, you will be free indeed. And one of the major components is, I said that Jesus set you free to give you a new identity, an identity found in Him. And again, if I had hours and hours and hours, I could have packed this more and more and more. Some of you listening to this may benefit greatly from meeting with a professional counselor who can help you unpack this for yourself. But your identity has to do with who you believe you are deep in your core, and therefore, what the psychologists today tell you is you'll be happiest when you combine your actions with who you believe you are. Now, here's where the Bible agrees, and here's where the Bible disagrees with that. What psychologists will often tell you today is the reason you're experiencing so much angst in your life is because you're not really living in congruence with your internality, with who you believe you are inside. What the Bible says is, because sin has so corrupted this world, sin has so deeply corrupted you as well, and therefore, you are not actually free to live the way that you should live and need to live. You're actually a slave to sin. So what you need first is set free a new identity so that you can live free, and that is meaning obedience in life for God. In other words, the Bible describes freedom as obedience, but Paul actually calls it slavery to righteousness. And what the Bible means when it says that is, you'll experience more joy, more peace, more happiness, more love, more everything you were looking for in life when you actually find yourself obeying the Father. So with that in mind, what I want to do today, I created a list, and and part of this I, I took from somewhere off the internet who took it from somebody else off the internet. The place that I originally saw this was from a gentleman whose name is Neil Anderson. Neil Anderson has a, a freedom ministry. I think actually it was called Freedom in Christ. I'm not, I don't remember now. And, um, but somebody took stuff from him, and I took it from them, and I modified it. So I don't know who to give credit to, but I know Neil was the first one to kind of compile this. And what he did was he went through a ton of verses in the New Testament where the Bible says, I am something as a result of the work of Jesus Christ. So that means when I put my faith in him, when I put my hope in him, I now have whatever Jesus says I have because of what he said. What I want to do is I want to read you, and there's a lot of them, I want to read you some of these statements, 18 of them, and the last two, I'm actually going to read you the scripture passages that back them up. We don't have time to do all of those, so I just want to read it to you. My hope with this, so that we're clear, my hope with this is, as you listen to this, if you remember that illustration I used in my message on Sunday— about that man who'd been caught up with addictions, and now he was finally experiencing some freedom, but he'd been living his whole life out of his identity that every time he made a mistake, his dad would look at him and say, what, are you stupid? Like, why would you do that, idiot, kind of stuff? And what I want to do is I want you to understand your Heavenly Father is not doing that. 
your heavenly father is looking at you and saying, you are now, and here it is. Here's the list. You ready? Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 and 14, I am told that I am a salt of the earth. I am the light of the world. According to John chapter 1, verse 12, I am a child of God. According to John 15, 15, I am Jesus Christ's friend. According to John 15, 16, I am chosen and appointed by Jesus Christ to bear fruit for God. According to Romans 6, 18 and 22, I am a slave of God for righteousness sake. According to Romans 8, 14 and 15, I am a son of God. God is spiritually my father. According to Romans 8, 17, I am a joint heir with Jesus Christ. I share in his inheritance, but I also share in his suffering and in his glory. According to 1 Corinthians 3, 16 and 1 Corinthians 6, 19, I am a temple of God, a dwelling place where God has placed his spirit and therefore his life dwell in me. According to 1 Corinthians 6, 17, I am united to the Lord, and I am one with him in spirit. According to 1 Corinthians 12, 27, and Ephesians 5, 30, I am an actual member of Jesus Christ's body here on earth. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, I am a brand new creation, that the old has passed away and the new has come. 2 Corinthians 5, 18 and 19 says, I am reconciled to God and a minister of reconciliation. Ephesians 2.10 says that I am God's workmanship, his handiwork, that I am born new in Christ to actually do his work that he plans in advance for me to do. Colossians 3, 4 says, I am an actual expression of the life of Jesus Christ because Jesus is my life. And we're almost done here. Colossians 3.12 and 1 Thessalonians 1.4 says, I am chosen of God, holy and dearly loved. Now, this one I want to read to you. This comes from Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. It says this. This is Paul. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. I used to read Paul's writings wrong. I used to read Ephesians from the from the end to the beginning. And when you do that, what you do is you get to like Ephesians chapter five, where Paul talks about putting off all these sinful things, all these identity markers, put them aside. And I always looked at my salvation as something I had to earn. I had to do all these things to please God. Instead, when you read Ephesians from beginning to end, Colossians from beginning to end. You see Paul laying a framework that because God loves you, he sent a son. Because Jesus is your Savior, he lives to be your king. He lives to be your righteousness. And the Holy Spirit is in you, fueling you, empowering you, giving you a new identity in him. So now I get to Colossians 3, and I see the word, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. He's trying to let you know that everything that the Father has done is to give you a new identity. And then I'll close with this one. 1 John chapter 3, 1 and 2 says this, 
see what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. All who have this hope in Him purify themselves, just as He is pure. Therefore, and this is me now, I am a child of God, and I will resemble Jesus Christ when He returns. Those promises are true for you today. I want you to find freedom in understanding your identity is hidden in God with Christ. You are not whatever your worst day was. You are not whatever everybody else used to tell you you are. You are this list and so much more. Today, if any one of those statements jumped out at you, a passage just jumped out at you, go back and re-listen to this. And I want you to look that verse up, and I want you to write it down on a piece of paper. And I just want you to look at it. Put it on a mirror in your bathroom or where somewhere you're going to see a lot. And remind yourself, you are dearly loved. We'll see you next week.